Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello. 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 Hi, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> so maybe they're. Um, I'm just making some like quick notes here. Holly, are you there? No, it's not. They could be lurking, so watch careful what you say. <laughs> are we recording already? Um, I think we are actually. So, um. It's sort of an automatic thing. So. Oh, okay. <sighs> when I say when I read talk to you, I want to say talk to you. Like, <laughs> like a sneeze. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've been wow. using that for a, for a long time. It's a pretty easy way, and and it's and it's great for. Um, I've done like when I have like coaching calls with clients. It's. Uh, it's really cool because I can say, especially if they say I want to talk for an hour, you know, or something. I'm like, you know, you want me to 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 uh, record the call that way you have it. And they're like, wow, that's so great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't feel like they have to like you know furiously you know take notes or something. Mm-hmm. Like Hello, oh. this is Holly. Hey, Holly, this is Peter. How are Hi, you? Peter, how are you? Good, good. good. And Scott and Meredith are both here. Nice. Oh. And, and hey, I Holly. have. Uh, Hello, I Monique Dutowski with me here, um, and we have one more Rupert that's going to join us. Okay. Good morning, Monique. Good morning. It's nice to meet you. You too. You too. So, uh, so what's it like out in Montana these days? It's probably prettier than it is here today. So. It's beautiful today. I know. I think I might run today. Nice. Yeah, it's a gorgeous day today. We actually got a frost the other night and lost half the garden. So. Yeah. You know, oh back, wow! Back and forth. Yeah. I I visited um, many years ago. I visited uh, Kalispell and Glacier National Park, and I was out there um, right about this time. Actually, just a little bit later. I think it was like I don't know the, the 19th of June or something. And I got there on a Friday, and that previous Monday they had gotten nine. You guys got nine, nine inches of snow, and um, <laughs> I was just like, I know, I know. <laughs> I remember, I remember staying at this place, and the guy was talking about how short and compact your vacation season is. And he says, <laughs> he says, when you only have 75 days between snowfalls. <laughs> yeah. I was and like, oh my god. Oh, I couldn't. <sighs> yeah, we, we, we get a lot of skiers in the winter. Um, 
prefer testing dogs. Yeah. But it's, so. it's definitely a, it's definitely a short summer. Yeah, yeah, but it's a beautiful one. <laughs> so you take advantage of it. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So so do we want to wait for Rupert or do we want to just jump in here? I'm here guys, I just jumped on. Sorry, I was late. Oh, hey. Good morning, hey, Rupert. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. This is uh this is Peter Bowerman and we have uh, Scott and Meredith Trudeau, uh, my uh in, intrepid, wildly talented uh designers, or, or, or should I say I'm their wildly talented copywriter. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning to all of you. Hello. Good morning. So, um, so I, you know, we, we got introductions. I, I, I wanted to kind of, um, kind of sort of review what Holly and I had, uh, if it's okay, what we had chatted about, and, and I'm sure she shared that with you, but, um, um, you know, we just, happened to get into a conversation at this uh, conference and um, and she shared with me that um, you guys were you know on on a track to kind of hire to somebody permanent which you know is totally understandable and just through our conversation and just hearing what she was saying in terms of what uh, you know potentially you guys wanted to accomplish um, I just suggested the idea of of um, you know, having this conversation uh, with an eye towards um, perhaps getting a framework in place, you know, with people like us who who um, have done a lot of this before. Um, and then perhaps, you know, you could still hire somebody uh, full time, but you wouldn't be uh, looking to them to create the whole thing, you know, that there would be this, now there would be this framework uh, within which, you know, everybody is signed off on and it sounds good. And then, and then this person is more, you know, um, tactical and, and, uh, and so it's, it gives you a little more flexibility. And, and I was just talking with Scott and Meredith before the call and, and uh, tell them what, Tell them what you told me about, you know, something that you had suggested to another client. So. Um, yeah, we're in the process. Um, we're in contracting um, right now with a, another um, new client with a similar situation. He's actually already hired um, his communications person, um, but she's, um, I think, fresh out of school maybe. Um, it, she, he said she's very good at tactical work. You can give her something and she can – knock it right out, um, but then is waiting for the next thing to do. And um, what we have decided with him is the very same solution is that we will work with them to come up with a strategy and plan for their communications that his person can then take and implement and have that as her framework. So, so, um, so there's, there's sort of precedent there. Um, and, so Holly, just for kind of so we we're all on the same page here, and and Scott and Meredith can kind of hear it directly, you know, from you. You know, what what ultimately are you are you trying to accomplish? You know, either with us and and or with you know the person that you would hire. I know you and I talked about it, but I'd rather just you know get it out again. So right, I I think that we have a couple of um, sort of different sections for this position that we're, that we're looking at. For, for me in particular, it's thinking about some of the marketing ideas and really reaching out. Um, we do some social media through Twitter and other things, but we don't really have a strategic plan to do it. We don't have a, a really good understanding of 
what we should be doing there. We just sort of uh, do things by trial and error. And I think we could probably do better than what we're doing, although we, we definitely get out there and, and, and do some of that stuff. Um, we do a, a handful of different mailings each year through MailChimp and, and reaching out to our, um, our web uh, database. Um, and again, I, I, we sort of do things as, as our publications are ready to go out and when it sort of makes sense to us. But once again, we don't really have a strategic plan that with some knowledge as to this is what really is working out there. You know, we haven't looked at the data to say what's really working, what are some of the best ways to go about doing this. We just kind of do what sort of works for us and seems to make uh, make sense. And I think we want a little bit more knowledge to sit behind that, knowing that we're actually doing the right things. Um, Google AdWords would be another thing. We've let our Google AdWords sort of slide. Um, just we don't have time to, to maintain some of that stuff in the office. And again, we don't really know. Um, what the benefits to us are because we haven't we haven't used it very well um, and we haven't tracked it and, and followed the analytics um, well enough to know that what we're doing is is a good approach or um, or not such a good approach. I, I think reaching out to um, journalists would be another one. We you know we do a lot of uh, publications. We have a lot of we write a lot of op-eds and other things, and we're really trying to get some journalists to pick up some of the stuff that we're doing and, and share that further. What we would call thought leaders and Part of that, I think we have a pretty good idea of how we should go about doing that, but again, we just don't have the, the time in-house, and I think the way that we've gone about it, um, once again, is really just this is what seems to be working yeah. for us, trial and error, um, and really don't have a lot of, none of us have a lot of background in, in marketing, so none of us really know um, what's the best method to do this, and we really have not created a very good strategy to approach things. Um, in part because we just don't know and in part because we really don't have um, bandwidth. We don't have enough people here and enough staff to take on some of those tasks. Rupert, mm -hmm. I think it would be good yeah, to, was, if you don't mind to jump in and introduce yeah, the additional to what Holly mentioned. Yeah, I think the the three areas um, through whether it's uh, a hire at the direct level through um, a contract or anywhere else, the three areas we're really looking to improve on is the first one is branding. Um, how can we have a consist consistent brand across all our uh, digital and sort of hard publication properties? Um, how can we have that same tone, the same um, the same way we sell ourselves um, on the branding side, and and in a way that our audiences want to hear us? Uh, the second area is the traditional comm side, uh, both in um, the publications, the hard stuff. Uh, and digital, whether it's web, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, or anywhere else. Um, and then the last area is media. How can we um, pitch media? How can we build that um, that growth, whether it's through one-on-one -on -one relationships or using uh, sort of larger um, PR news wires and things like that to, to get our, um, our stories, our research, our ideas out into the into the world. So those are the three main areas that we're looking to improve in. And, and let me add one more thing to that that I've been sort of been on the back burner for me, but we have not really addressed it. Is we have this beautiful brand new website, and we <clears throat> we update content um, as as we have new publications and, and research and information coming in. But we have not done a very good job as far as reaching out to people to that weren't already part of our um, sort of interest group to look at the new website and to engage people further to get them to stay on the website and really um, check it out and see what we do and who we are. And so that's another area that I, I really think that we, um, there's lots of room for us to grow there. We just really haven't 
um, we haven't done it. And again, we have ideas as to what we, we might do, but they're probably not highly educated ideas in the, in, from, a, you know, from a marketing research perspective. They're highly educated from what, what things have worked for us in the past. Uh, but that's just one more area that I think we really have lots of room to, um, to expand what we're doing and to, to get some better traction with people. There's no one here with a comparative advantage at it. So, you know, nobody has a specialty in it. And uh, we're, doing a, we're doing okay, but we're not, we're not making huge advances in that realm. And um, one thing, like the ESA paper, Rupert, we were talking about this yesterday, that came out, it was a really big deal, but we didn't do a lot in conjunction with this. And I think a comms director could know when something big was launching and maybe have journalists cover it, and, you know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. The sort of the, um, the strategy um, for each sort of publication launch and then the tactics behind it as well. Uh, I think we're lacking both of those main areas right now. I would say I'm here in – hi, um, this is Scott. Um, I'm here in kind of two overall things. Uh, Rupert, you mentioned, you know, being consistent with your messaging. You know, we, we help out with creating a messaging platform, so that way your messaging is, is consistent. Um, and then the overall thing, other thing is just a plan. So instead of starting with the tactic, we're starting with an objective. And that's what we do is we start there and we help you and we define what, help you define mm -hmm. what those objectives are and then apply the necessary tactics to achieve that goal. And then these goals are then measurable. You can course correct depending on what's working, what's not working. Um, Meredith, do you yeah, want to take you, it from you, there? Something you mentioned, I think, Holly, is that you're, um, you're, you're doing a lot of things and, and with the trial and error, but you're not sure if you're doing the right things. And what we see oftentimes is um, the notion of our clients thinking, you know, more is better, um, or at least something is better than nothing. Um, but you were right on target saying, you know, the right things are reaching the right people with the right message um, at the right times. And, you know, that varies across your audience, um, and it varies in terms of what you're trying to accomplish. And the beauty of the strategy work is um, by defining all of that up front and doing the goal setting and figuring out what metrics and ways to measure to see what's working. You know, because sometimes it is um, not necessarily trial and error, but if there's a strategy or a tactic that's not working based on your objective and, and the metrics, then, you know, you do try something else or you, um, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways um, for, for, for reaching out to people. Um, and the other thing that you mentioned is uh, the website, which is, um, you know, that's a great way to have your website be your, um, you know, your hub um, and your, your, where all of your content kind of lives and is, you know, where you generate your content. And then it can be, you know, you can have spokes in that wheel of other ways of using the website to either drive traffic to it or further engage your supporters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And our real strength and what we really enjoy is, um, working with our clients on the strategy and having, um, you know, it just makes all of your communications more intentional and integrated and cohesive and therefore more effective. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that really does sound like 
sort of what we are looking to do to create some sort of strategy, and, and then it would just be, um, I think, from from our side, is that somebody that we're hiring in to do the the whole thing and then take on that position, or is it working with a consulting group like you guys um, to create that strategy, and then we we would still need to bring somebody in to sort of help us fill those um, mm -hmm. those spaces and get some of this stuff done. Um, so, what are your thoughts on on that, Rupert? Just from there. Yeah, I think I mean. Um, I'm glad we're having this conversation. When you build these strategies, could you just walk us through what does that look like? Um, how do you come in? What do you do? What questions do you ask? And, and sort of what is the product at the end? Yeah, thank you. That's a good segue. I was going to say you're probably wondering what the deliverable to that piece is. Um, and I'll start there and work backwards. And what, so what that ultimate deliverable for the strategy work is, is you'll have um, you know, an annual action plan that lays out a calendar for implementation and budgets and associated roles for all of those things and what they take. That way you have, you know, that plan serves as your, as, as your guide for, you know, it's your roadmap for everything that you need to accomplish to meet your objectives and um, serves as either a work plan for your internal staff or a way that you know kind of what your scope is if you need to hire some outside help to either produce the materials or implement them. Um, but so what our process starts with is what we call our discovery period, which is where we do all of our research and talk to all of, you know your staff, your board, stakeholders that you help us identify, and then you know do what we call our deep dive, which is reviewing all of your materials, um, your communications program so far, um, kind of auditing everything that you do now to see what makes sense to keep doing or scrap doing or, um, you know, modify. Um, and part of that session is also working with you to do your goal setting um, in terms of reviewing all of your baseline information and data and in terms of what you want to achieve and accomplish. Um, and with you guys being in Montana and us and, you know, we, we oftentimes use, um, you know, with the virtual world, we can do video meeting and video conferencing. Um, to then have however many, you know, workshops or strategy sessions are needed depending on kind of where you are in terms of what you already have. Um, and then from there is where we would develop the, um, the strategies around, um, around your audience. Because um, audience is the main, is the, it's not the only thing, but it is the, one of the most important pieces because it's what, everything is based on. So in that strategy meeting, we would talk about um, who your different audiences are and what kind of data that you have on them, where we need to fill in any gaps with research. Um, and then from there, like I said, the ultimate deliverable is the, the action plan for implementation. Pat, were there any pieces? No, I mean, you know, uh, you know the, I'll just kind of feed off the whole audience thing. You know, our approach is just very much audience, audience, we call it audience-centric. So um, instead of, uh, we find a lot, I mean, we're guilty of it ourselves. Um, we think we know what our audience wants and we forget to ask them. So um, it, the, part of the process here is getting, doing those asks. What is, what's the connective tissue between you and your, your audience? Yeah, like you mentioned. How do you do that? I'm sorry? How do, how do you ask those questions of your of the audience? Are you polling? What tactics are you using to find that out? 
we typically do, um, you know, the broadest stroke is um, a survey of your database, um, which can be just using online survey tools um, and developing those questions and sending that out. And then also interviews with some of your more, um, you know, involved supporters or longtime donors or board members or, or whoever it is um, working with you to identify who some of those interview candidates might be. Um, and then, you know, oh, I'm sorry? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were, uh, had a question. And then also, know, based on what kind of data we have about your audience, filling in, um, you know, what we know in terms of demographics and psychographics. We can segment your audiences and then um, supplement what we know with market research um, and helping just paint personas of your audience, basically. Um, so again, it varies, and it depends on how much data you already have on your audiences, how much, you know, what your um, capabilities are in terms of database to be able um, to segment um, and know, you know, have that ability in terms of the infrastructure. To, um, could, could we ask that question? What you do you um, what you use for your um, CRM currently? Uh, we have a custom Salesforce build out. Custom Salesforce, okay. Um, yeah, and so that was just the, our survey tool that we use most recently is something called Typeform. Um, it's very user friendly and very um, uh, just different way. It's very user friendly in terms of um, reporting on the data and producing um, the reports that we can share online with you. And this is the start of you know if we were to move forward, you know this is a start of of something that's constantly being refined and made better and better and better. So you're the more you learn the about more you your learn. audience and your your strategy. Yeah, it's relationship building. It's all about building those relationships and growing those relationships and not starting one. Uh, a lot of organizations start relationships but they don't maintain them so they fall off and they are constantly trying to create new relationships, and that's very ineffective um, and co very costly. It costs a lot to uh, get new donors. It doesn't cost as much to retain them or whomever the audience might be. So I guess we, um, have, we have different audiences that we've, we've definitely got, very specific audiences that we've targeted, and then our, our donors as well. So I, I presume then that you're sort of looking at these different market segments and saying, okay, here's the different strategies for each of these different um, groups that we're looking at? Mm -hmm, exactly. And, and and message. You know, you'll have your um, core messaging in terms of who you are, what you do, why it matters, why that matters to your audience. Um, but then in terms of tactical, you know, different strategies and communications that go out, um, it's the more tailored and specific your messages are to your individual audiences, the more they're going to resonate um, in terms of it's, it's not always the one-size-fits-all message. And, you know, when you say, who's your audience, and say, everyone, um, you know, it's the more, the more tailored. No one. So, um, so when, we, when we have a publication, would you produce a strategy if, if we decided to um, – move forward with you, would you produce a strategy that would give us some sort of notion of how we might 
reach out to donors versus conservation leaders versus thought leaders? Would it get that down to that nitty gritty or? Um, yeah, and it'd be depending on what um, you know. As for example, depending on if you have certain types, it could be on a publication by publication basis. But I would imagine that most of your types of publications have you know different content or topic areas or subject matter, and and various audiences for those that you already have a good somewhat a sense of. Then. Um, yeah, based on the, the goals and objectives that you have in terms of what the, the point of the publication is and what you want, because it ultimately depends on what it is that you want the person to do, you know, what that call to action is. So, um, yeah, it would vary by audience, and that is something that we would work with you on in terms of strategy and what it is you're, how you're going to disseminate the reports and what it is you want people to do with them once they receive them. Yeah, the great thing about that is you're not, uh, we're all guilty of it, being in reactive mode, knowing you have to do a publication, uh, for example, and saying, well, we got to do one, so let's do it. Instead, you already know what you want to talk about, and then you say, oh, we can incorporate it into our publication. So getting out of that reactive mode, uh, and this, is, this solves that problem, um, the strategy and all that, which I'm sure you guys are aware of. Um, like I said, we're all guilty of getting in that reactive mode. But uh, you'll you'll know well ahead in advance that this, uh, in, in this case, a publication's coming up and that you already know what you want to talk about and you already know what you want that audience to do, so you uh, put that information in that publication. Uh, then you can, um, measure, you can measure whether or not they took that action. Can I just interject something real quickly, and that is um, one of the – Scott and Meredith, can you talk briefly to um, the, the possible deliverables that come out of the discovery process, you know, um, that you and I, that three of us have created for clients, you know, and it may or may not be uh, in this case, but just, you know, the key messages and vision, values, missions, that kind of thing. Um, oh, sure. So the um, part of um, your brand platform for um, – you know, which is your visual identity and your um, your messaging, basically. So part of the, um, the the discovery phase would inform the communication strategy, including um, the messaging, which uh, some of the things that Peter mentioned from messaging platforms that we've done are your um, you know your core brand message, um, taglines, just the key messages, which those are the um, I think the most important part of the of the messaging platform because they just they are they articulate that why you exist you know what you do why it matters to your audience and um, then that serves as the foundation for um, you know that proactive messaging that Scott talked about when you're reaching out you're not constantly reinventing the wheel or starting from scratch talking about you know who you are and um, having different people say it differently. Um, having the messaging platform as that starting point for um, any copy that needs to be written for um, publication, for, you know, tactical pieces. Yeah, so, so yeah, so it's like literally like cut and paste things. You could, you know, or, or adapt slightly, but bottom line, we get very, you know, micro about who you are and what's important and the, and the important messages you want the 
want your audiences to understand, and then you can actually use and those those become the basis of you know marketing materials that you create you know, in some form or fashion. So you've got something to work with. Mm-hmm. It creates that consistency in terms of voice and um, and message. Yeah, and it could be anywhere from five to ten, you know, one paragraph little blocks. You know, that's often how it ends up. You know, in terms of the, the actual, you know, what it looks like when it's done. So, um, so it is always, it's like a touchstone that you always go back to when you have to create anything. So it's a little, a toolkit, for lack of a better word. So, so all the, all of this, the goals, a lot of goals, but the, the broad goal is that you are being better stewards of, of the money that you have. Um, and you're being more effective. So it's we we take the long view. You know, this is the long-term view. Um, it's not year. To, while it's year to year, it's it's a long-term effort to become better and better at uh, communi- communicating who you are and uh, mm-hmm. proactively. Yeah. Yeah. So with that in in mind, if we go through the um, sort of the discovery phase of things and we come up with this this toolkit, then do you also help us look at um, sort of how we would strategize to do some of the social media and to um, what can we do better with our um, with our mailings to get better, um, more people reaching out and, and uh, coming to our website and, and engaging in the website and, and some of those things as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was are all components potential components of um, a plan and what what you said you've already identified as um, most likely needs. But um, social media, for example, um, would be, you know, part of the discovery phase and audience research, um, you know, that will identify what, you know, which networks your audiences are using and what kind of content um, is, is best used on each one and what the purposes of them are and how to, you know, integrate them. It's the perfect way to drive traffic to the website, for example, Um, and just knowing, and again, part of it is, um, depending on what your goals and objectives are, having those metrics for knowing if what you're doing on social media is working, Um, because it's oftentimes not just number of likes, for example. Well, a lot of people do use that as a metric, but they, that's, that's where they stop, and Meredith and I recommend more shares. You know, shareable content is probably a better indicator of whether or not what you're doing on social media is working. Because they're just they're engagement tools for, um, you know, just ways to engage your audience. Um, multimedia, basically, the, the best programs are a mix of, of distinct activities that all work together, um, as opposed to just... Um, ad hoc or, or piecemeal, everything has a purpose and works together, whether it's social media or, um, you know, like you talked about, media strategy or a, a schedule for sending out newsletters. Do your audiences even want newsletters and do they want them electronically or hard copy? Um, all of that will be informed by the discovery base, which then um, is the basis for your implementation plan with um, calendar and, and content calendar basically. So yeah, I don't the other part of it is I think just the capacity thing where Meredith and I wouldn't be the ones being able to go like we'd create the plan but we wouldn't be able to 
implement it, right? Or as manage, far, like, right. As, as far as social, social media. As an example, doing the social media posting or doing the, um, you know, the media buys or, or, or actually doing the actual sending your newsletters and that type of thing. Um, right, right. But but you would have a plan, yeah. But you, yeah. you could you would give a plan saying when you do X, you this is a social media action you would take, you know, blah blah blah, and then someone could follow those instructions. So, so that's correct. I'd like to ask a, a nitty gritty question because this is sounding like it's best coupled with in loop. Going with the consulting group would be in lieu of going with somebody who's senior in the communications director world. So we would hire somebody, you know, with little experience um, at a much lower price than a couple of you, which which begs the question to me, you know, what's the cost benefit analysis? So in other words, what's your what's your rate range? And I know it I know there's probably a range, um, and you can't tell me exactly, but I have to have a ballpark to understand what's the value here. It was breaking up a little bit, but I think what I think what I heard you say was that you know, assuming that if the plan was to work with someone like us to develop the framework and plan, and then hiring someone in house, um, and just knowing what our ballpark price for this kind of work would be. Right. Well, yeah, and they and they also were saying that that it would it would allow them to hire someone perhaps less experienced. Um, than they were originally planning on because, you know, they wouldn't need someone to create this whole thing, you know. So, mm -hmm. but, um, well, yeah. we've just recently um, done this, a, a, this similar project and we're um, contracting one now. Um, and for the strategy, and what, what's great about it is that it serves as, like I said, your, then you'll know costs for the type of work that you'll need to do implementing it and producing the collateral that goes with it. Um, but the strategy pieces themselves, in terms of the communication strategy plan and content strategy for messaging, um, I'd say ballpark is anywhere from 20 to 25. But that's ballpark in terms of it depends on how much of your deep, how much we can do with your deep dive and the data that you have, um, and how much um, how much segmenting we can do with your audience, or how much you know. It really depends on. <laughs> starting point of a client and how much they already know in terms of what they want to accomplish versus um, really having no idea where to start. Okay. That gives me an idea. So, um, at, you know, at this point, um, I, I guess the, the best way to proceed if, if everyone uh, is in agreement on this is to um, you know, to quantify a specific set of deliverables that um, we could then um, actually give you a formal proposal on and um, and go from there. Um, so I, I think um, Rupert, Holly, and I would probably like to powwow before we um, sure. proceed and look at our um, different options. Um, we're close to going into round twos for communication directors, which is, is good that you come in right now because it gives us sort of another path, an alternative um, to these senior communications directors. Um, so uh, I'll have 
probably get in touch with you after that powwow, I think, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Does that sound fair, guys? Sure. Oh, yeah, that sounds yep. great. All right. you have anything else, Rupert, Holly? Nothing for me. Questions? No, I, I, think, I think I'm quick. Yeah, yeah. I think you gave us a good uh, picture of what you can do. Um, I guess the one quick question I have, and it does have to be quick because I have to get to a different meeting, is just um, do you revamp this yearly, or how does this work? It depends. So the, um, the metrics that we establish for the plan, right. Um, like to track those at least quarterly, um, just to, you know, if there is something that, like Scott mentioned, we need to course correct, then, you know, you can correct as you go. Um, but it's good, we like to review them at least, and then annually, um, and, if, and make changes as needed, but, um, you know, for the most part, it should. Um, yeah, this is, the initial investment would be the biggest invest, investment. It wouldn't be a a yearly reoccurring cost to, because we wouldn't be starting from scratch the next year. We'd have a lot of good information to help guide, um, and potentially the person you hire could handle that with, with uh, knowing what the process is and yeah. what metrics you're measuring. Um, and, and of course, if you need like a, a training program to me, a, a little like a training program for somebody who's a little you know, has a little knowledge in the field, but that's right. not a lot. Right. With, with the addition of some of the, the copy that you guys actually provide, would that be a fair assessment that we come up with sort of what you were calling a toolbox, these 10 different sort of branding ideas that, that we might uh, adjust along over time, but you help us actually create those so that they're very consistent mm -hmm. with our target market. Correct. And, and needless to say, um, other pieces of collateral along the way. I mean, this is what we do as well, whether it's direct mail or whether it's a brochure for a conference or, you know, whatever, you know, um, we could certainly help with that. Um, and, I, and I just wanted to make absolutely sure that you guys, uh, and, I, and I know that I discussed this with Holly and maybe you, you saw it on the, on, if you visited Scott Meredith's website, but Scott and Meredith deal exclusively with nonprofits. They're not all across the board, so they only deal with with you know the nonprofit world. So their expertise is very you know um, specific to this arena. So it's not just a one size fits all that will work for for profit and nonprofit. Yeah. So well, thanks for saying that, Peter. We forget to tell people that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I just because you know that's I think that's an important important point to make. So. Uh, okay, um, I appreciate your time. I, I like yeah. to powwow with the team before I have to go into my next meeting, so um, we'll let you go, and we really appreciate your time, and, and Holly will be in touch with you soon. Thank hey, you so thank much. You. Sounds great. Right, thanks, Sounds Karen great. Thanks, thank you guys. You. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Rupert, you want to call back Holly Barnes?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.